G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graeme Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day, how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community, and you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for those that have been booking in with me for the private one-on-one coaching. It's been very uplifting and it's been so great to help so many people in such a short space of time. If you do want to get some one-on-one coaching and some advice from me, you're just struggling a bit or you might want to get going or you might have a few issues in maintenance, come and have a chat to me. You can do that in private by going to the website www.thefastinghighway.com. Click on Coaching, Get Help and book a time with me all times you see will be in your local time zone and irrelevant charges there. That's www.thefastinghighway.com to book in for the private one-on-one coaching with me. Okay, folks, let's get on with today's podcast. G'day, and this is episode 171. And I'm delighted today to be joined by Erica Downing. And Erica lives in Cuba, Missouri. And she lives with her husband, Chad, and they've been together since 2001. And they have two beautiful daughters, and Lee, who is 19, and Brooke, who is 18. And Erica's had a lot of trials and tribulations with weight and health in her life. And it was a visit to a doctor's office in June of 2020, where a doctor suggested that she take up intermittent fasting, as you'll hear about in this story. But I won't delay it any longer. Here to tell her amazing journey is the incredible Erica Downing. Oh, g'day, Erica, and welcome to the Fasting Highway. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Pretty excited. Oh, it's a real pleasure to have you there, all the way from Cuba, Missouri, there in the United States. And we were talking off air there, and I've actually been to Cuba, Missouri, passing my way through on the Route 66, city of some great murals, and I loved it. It was fantastic. So really thrilled to have you here. But Erica, for people around the world that may not know of your story, if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of your backstory about health and weight and that sort of thing in your life, and how you actually found your pathway to intermittent fasting. Absolutely. It was my doctor, actually. I had went to my doctor desperate because I just couldn't lose weight. And my doctor had recommended doing intermittent fasting. And I was like, fasting without doing keto? That's crazy. And I pondered on it for about a month and a half. And it was August the 14th of 2020. I was like, well, it's a Friday and I think I'm going to start fasting. So I just did not put anything in my coffee and didn't really care for breakfast that much. And I was like, I'll just take lunch and then I'll have dinner and no snacking in between. And it slowly progressed to I would go to lunch and 
I wasn't hungry anymore. So I just quit packing a lunch and then I quickly moved into OMAD and just eating one meal a day and doing coffee and water during the daytime. Yeah, so you got that message of the clean fast right from the start, Erica, I take it. And how did you get I that did. message? Um, well, when my doctor presented the idea, I was like, that's kind of weird. So I got to list, I searched fasting in podcasts and I found Jen's podcast and started listening. I'm like, that's very interesting. So I got her books and started reading and I found your podcast pretty quickly on and just kind of ran with it. It made sense and I felt amazing doing it. When I started, I was at my heaviest not being pregnant and I was about 190. And I was like, I just am not happy with that weight. Yeah. So for Australian listeners here, you're around 90 kilos at your top weight after you sort of carrying that weight. And then you sort of got a hold of Jin's information and you found a couple of podcasts, you got started. So what sort of protocol were you doing and why did you actually choose that? Was it to fit life or how did you sort of work that out? It just, it just felt natural. It just felt good not having, and just the simplicity of it, not having to pack a lunch, not having to take a bunch of food. In the past, I had tried doing, you know, the small meals a day or I did keto um, I think that was back in 2018 and I did it for about six months, lost 50 pounds, but I couldn't maintain it. As soon as I started eating the normal American diet again, it came right back on. So not having to worry about it, just taking my coffee and having water with me and it just was easy. Yeah, and then just coming home and starting dinner and eating when I got home. So were you doing something like a twenty-two and two, or twenty and four, or sixteen eight? How did you start? Um, when I started, I would probably say I would open my window my first couple weeks, probably at noon, and then I tried to make sure that I closed it by eight, and then. I had, at the time, a very flexible schedule at work, so I was able to just, instead of going to lunch at noon, I started going at 1, and then I started going at 2, and so while I was kind of baby-stepping, extending my fast, I was taking lunch, and then I just kind of got to the point where I'd get to 2 o'clock, and I'd be like, I don't want to eat lunch, so I just quit taking it, and I... When it's nice outside, I just go to the park and go walking on lunch. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And I always say to people, I mean, I started at 23 and 1 because I didn't know any different because that fitted life. And I got home at 5 o'clock from work and that's thought, oh, well, that's when I'll eat. I'll just do that. And I'll eat till I'm satisfied and full, not stuffed. Repeat the process. And so that sort of suited me and it was working for me. And I think it's important when we start to, in reflection, probably to start slowly start something like a 16 and 8 or even a 14 and 10. And as you did, just gradually work it up that extra hour or the, I say to people, work it up in increments of 15 minutes over a couple of weeks. Pretty soon you'll be at another couple of hours. But yeah, that's really great, Erica. So let's talk about your eating window now. I know people like to know this. 
What would you describe your eating style as when you started? And what is it now in comparison now you've been doing IF for some two and a half years plus? Yeah, it's definitely progressed. When I first started, I'd get home and anything that wasn't nailed down, I was like a garbage disposal. It's a miracle that I lost weight, actually, because I know I overate. And I did that for quite some time. The appetite suppression or correction didn't really, I didn't really get that until just recently. I'll be honest, I know that I don't feel good when I have highly processed foods. So when I eliminate those and just eat real food, I do feel a lot better. And that's kind of where I've slowly progressed, especially this year. I've been a lot more disciplined and just knowing that I feel my best when I don't eat the garbage. Yeah, and as you've heard me say many times, I like to eat what makes me feel my greatest and helps run my body to its optimum. And I think that's really important. I mean, we hear this message in the intermittent fasting community about you can eat whatever you want. And I've broken this <laughs> exactly. down. I've broken this down with Jen on two podcasts. And she's uh, interviewed me as well, and we've talked about it. And I think people take that completely out of context, to be frank. And for most of us, eating what you want got us into the situation where we're either overweight or obese. That's that's the fact, right? So eating what makes us feel our greatest and helps our body run to its optimum is a bipolar of that, and we can all see the results from it. So it makes common sense, and it isn't diet brain or it isn't, you know, whatever else I like to call it, it's common sense. Because what we fuel our bodies with ultimately will give us the results that we seek. And regardless of whether that's an intermittent fasting lifestyle, or whether it's just somebody on some other traditional diet. That's just a fact. But I wish we could eat whatever we want. It'd be fun, wouldn't it, Erica? It would, but I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't feel as amazing as I do. Before fasting, I had like this weird pain in my right side, kind of around your gallbladder and liver, and at one point in time, I thought that I was having a gallbladder attack. I went to the emergency room and I just, I could have swore that I was having surgery that day. And they ran a bunch of tests that day and they're like, you're good, go home. And I'm like, well, why do I hurt so bad? And, and I never did get an answer. I went through all kinds of tests and they could never explain it. And as soon as I kind of started eliminating certain foods and eating healthier, it dramatically improved. Yeah. So you worked out your trigger foods, so to speak. And what we call our trigger foods is, you know, foods that don't make us feel great. They make us feel restless at night. I know there's certain foods. I know like, well, I love Chinese food, but if I eat Chinese food, I know I'll be very restless at night just from the MSG and everything in it. It just doesn't help me sleep properly. And there's other, there's a few other foods as well that make me feel restless at night. So I've worked that out. And so I limit them because I love my sleep now. And I know when I was obese, I wasn't sleeping properly. I was getting up three or four nights, three, three or four night, times a night to go to the toilet. Or I was making a detour to the fridge while I was doing it. And, uh, you know, there was all those sorts of things happening that sort of changed for the better now. And I don't snore anymore, according to my wife, so she says. But uh, 
Maybe I do, I don't know. Maybe she's just being polite. But Erica, we talk about the non-scale victories and the health benefits, and I know when you sent me your bio, you've had quite a few of those. So let's run through those. The one that I think I love the most would be the allergies. I used to take, especially in allergy season in the spring and again in the fall, I used to take an allergy pill in the morning and at night and then Benadryl through the day because I... At one point in time, I was getting sinus infections once a month, once every other month, sometimes a couple times a month to where I, w- I was getting allerg- I was doing allergy shots and they didn't help me. They actually made my allergies worse. And it was just very frustrating. So that's, that's the one that I'm the happiest about my GI and my stomach and all my tummy issues greatly improving has been amazing. Um, I've had skin tags disappear and I think that my hair and nails are a little stronger and grow a little quicker than they used to. You mentioned Nilsa about you you had some like mental issues and that sort of thing, whether it was self-esteem and those sort of things, how you felt about yourself and and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's, that's the other good one. The confidence, just smiling. I, I didn't realize that before, but I didn't smile in any pictures. And now I, I smile all the time. I enjoy having my picture taken before I was like, no thank you and try to hide from the camera and now i don't mind it whatsoever yeah amazing as i said to you when you came on screen now i always see people's vibrancy you can see the happiness bursting out in them and i think it's really important about the way we feel about ourselves and i know when i was obese i never used to think about myself in a very positive way because i saw that reflection every day and it was depressing and um, it would get me down and my self-esteem and how I felt about myself and self-loathing, all those sorts of things. And now I don't have any of those things at all, Erica. They're just completely gone out of my life. And I can see that vibrancy in you. And, and I can imagine that's been really great for your family and, and your husband, Chad, and your two daughters will probably noticed that as well. Yeah, they have. They have. I've definitely changed a lot and i've even i've had supervisors at work that came up to me after about a year in and were like your mindset has greatly improved i don't know what you've done but keep it up yeah and so that was very humbling to have my supervisor come up and say you've changed and i really like your positive attitude yeah i remember when my boss came up to me one day and he said to me your production has gone out of this world he said i don't know what you're doing he said but you're on fire he said the way you're thinking and clicking over ideas has has just improved so much since you started this intermittent fasting and then he said to me hey tell me about it i want to do it too because he was able to see it. And I used to do road trips with him and we'd go on seven-hour road trips. And I'd say, hey, do you want me to stop and get you some breakfast? Because we'd leave early in the morning because obviously I wasn't having breakfast. And he says, no. He said, if you're not having breakfast, I'm not having breakfast either. 
because I've seen what it's done for you. So I want that for me. So, yeah, it's funny how we rub off on people, I guess. But, um, Erica, also exercise, is that a big part of your journey? Not as much as I would like to. My goal every morning is to get out of bed and at least get on my treadmill and walk for 20 to 30 minutes. Some days I'm awesome at it, and some days I'm like, I'm just going to snooze a few more times. But I do enjoy walking. I think that before I would do all those crazy programs, all the beach body programs to go into the gym like crazy. And you can't, you can't out, out run a bad diet and you can't, the calories in calories out. It doesn't work. It never worked for me anyway. And so now I kind of do a more lax. One of my favorite things to do is to go out behind the house and what I call playing, but working in the woods, whether it's cutting down trees or dragging them up to the house to burn them or cutting in a road and raking away the leaves. And just I just try to keep myself as busy as I can doing other things that I enjoy. Sounds like an idyllic lifestyle where you live there. You mentioned you live on an acreage property there in Cuba, Missouri. So tell us about that and some of the things you like to do. And I, I know you like to hunt and that sort of thing and other things you like to do there. Yep. We bought the nine acres that touches our backyard. We started with just two acres in our house and we bought the nine acres that touches our backyard last August. So since then, we've cut in a couple roads. It had a clearing, so we put in a food plot. We have been feeding them ever since the September. And so just going in and taking out the little scrawny trees that are kind of choking each other out, we've done a lot of that. Just clearing brush and we run cam, we still run game cameras and we actually got some pretty amazing pictures today from from the turkeys wow far out that sounds amazing 11 acres i know i live on five acres and that takes a lot to look after too so you are active even if you think you may not be doing the regular exercise on the treadmill or whatever but you're out there doing that you're still active all the time so that's great I know in your bio, you described yourself as a turtle with the weight loss. I don't really like that term, as I said to you, because I think everybody loses weight differently, you know, and I think this is a lifestyle, and I think we've all got to find our path and however that is. But let's run through the weight loss now. Uh, since they're back on August the 14th, 2020 to now, how has that been from your high to where you are now? Pretty, I would say, just kind of consistent. This morning, I weighed in at 155, so almost 40 pounds. Last year, I experimented with doing ADF, and I did that January, February, and March. I think I did it right at 90 days, and I got down to 141, and I was able to maintain it for most of the summer, but it kind of started creeping back up. I have to be a little more disciplined and 
at that time, I wasn't using a fasting app. Back in, I guess it was the beginning of this year, I was like, okay, you need to tighten it up again. I had got a lot of window creeping, so I tightened it up back in January. And I think the beginning part of January, I was like 160 again. So I was like, oh, you were moving in the wrong direction. So I've tightened it down since then and eliminated highly processed foods and bread. I joke around that if I look at a loaf of bread, I'd probably gain five pounds. And I've made sure that I'm not avoiding because you still have to live life, but not overindulging on alcohol. That has definitely got me back to moving in the right direction. And my thought with the, the idea of the turtle is the, the tortoise and the hare. And I just love that book because no matter how many times I've read it, the turtle always wins. So he just slow and steady is the way that, that I like to to go yeah i'll tell you what 40 pounds over that period of time is not a turtle that's fantastic that's absolutely amazing when you work out the percentages of your body weight i think that's an yeah. incredible journey but i wanted to talk to you about the adf you did for three months there i know for myself that i couldn't do adf because i i couldn't sustain it for a long period of time i just simply couldn't eat every other day or eat 500 calories because it would just want me make me want to eat all day and it's not something that really appeals to me. And I understand why people do it. And I believe it's very successful for some people. But is it something you think you could do all the time? Or is that why you only did it for three months and then you thought, well, no, I just can't keep doing this? No, I, I could not continue to do it. I got, I was happy with how I was losing it. But kind of like keto and all the other fad things that I had tried in the past, I believe that I lost it too quickly and i stopped when my body was physically telling me you can't do this anymore on my fasting days i would kind of if i if i over like not even overdid if i even went on a walk and just a brisk mile walk i would kind of start getting shortness of breath and i'm like okay that's my body telling me that it needs more fuel and so the one meal a day or doing even two meals a day on the weekends or if there's a special occasion at lunch at work, then that really does work the best for me. I don't mind throwing in like one night a week, not, not having anything and just doing like a 42 or 36 hour once a week. Occasionally I'll do that. But for the most part, I'm kind of like you. I like to eat every day. My husband gets a little crabby when I don't eat dinner. So he he likes the sitting down together and having a meal together every day. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough too. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I like to eat every day so I can have that social aspect with my wife in the evenings. And, um, you know, generally we'll eat together and, and, you know, it's a good time. We can talk about our day and that sort of thing. And, yeah, but the other thing is I just I just like to eat once a day. It's 
simple as that. And that's what I've always done since I started. And I remember the longest fast I ever did was about 36 hours, actually. Or I came home from work really late one night and I thought, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm dog tired. I just can't be bothered cooking something or eating something. And I went to bed. I remember the next day I was ravenous, absolutely ravenous. And I thought, man, I don't know if this is for me. And, you know, and I take my hat off to people that can do 36, 42 hours and rolling bases three, four times a week. And I understand the autography benefits and everything else. But I think we all have to find our way to fast, don't we? Whether that's OMAD, TMAD, extended fasting, ADF, MADF, whatever it may be. We all have to find that niche. And I think that's what you've done now. You've tried it. You've come back to sort of the OMAD lifestyle. It suits you. It's something that you enjoy and you're seeing the results. So I think that's fantastic. So let's talk also about, you know, when I was talking about the eating window, uh, do you drink alcohol at all, Erica? Uh, Yeah. I do. And I think that that's why I had such slow progress the first two years is when my window would open, I would eat whatever I want and drink whatever I want. And I, I'm really surprised that I did lose weight in the beginning because it would, when my window opened, it, I was on like Donkey Kong. It was whatever I wanted, I had. And I've eliminated that a lot over the last two, three months. And just because one, I, I don't feel my best when I overindulge in food or alcohol. So I try to eliminate and I just like to feel good. I like to wake up in the morning and feel my best. And what's your... Uh drink of choice with alcohol um i like beer and uh, i like whiskey and vodka also yeah okay so. so do you have them straight or do you have them with mixes like sodas oh no we normally i'll normally drink them with water yeah whiskey and water vodka and water yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, because I know when I was trying to lose weight and alcohol, I mean, you probably heard me talk about it. I was a massive party guy. I was a life to party. I was a pretty big drinker in my day. And then um, when I thought, wow, what am I going to do now? And uh, I looked for an alternative and I started drinking vodka and just soda water. And I found that was a really good alternative because it wasn't affecting my weight. And um, I was able to have a couple of them. But then after a while, I just didn't want the taste of alcohol anymore much. And you know, I don't have a lot of alcohol, but when I do, it certainly reminds me of, you know, why my body doesn't react. And I had to laugh when you talked about looking at bread and putting on five pounds because I was the same, Erica. I, I could drive down the road and see a bread van or a bread truck and I would put on five pounds too because I love bread, I'm, especially the artisan breads. I'm not really a, you know, standard bread, you know, from the supermarket, the chopped up white stuff. I like the really good quality breads, the sourdoughs, the sort of artisan breads, and they're fantastic. Then you get some really good grass-fed butter, nothing better. But unfortunately, bread doesn't love me back. And I've learned that over the years, that bread has probably been one of the biggest problems in my life. And um, so, yeah, I limit it now, but I certainly say that I'm, I'm not going to have it at all because I, I do like it, especially if we go out for dinner, I'll have a couple of bread rolls or something like that. But yeah, it's really interesting how we find our niche with food, isn't it, Erica? 
I can say that I have definitely progressed a lot and, and, you know, it was nothing to come home from work and just find whatever was fast and easy and throw it in the oven and just sit there and stuff myself until it was gone, like chicken nuggets and pizza roll and just all that garbage. And now I'll start with a nice salad and then have meat and vegetables and I might finish with a little fruit and nuts or dates and I'm fully satisfied and at the first couple weeks that I started eliminating the highly processed foods and the processed foods I I struggled a little but now I'm like it's it's no big deal it doesn't bother me I don't really miss it and at this stage in my life I'm fine with eliminating it and then if we go out to eat I might splurge I might not it just kind of whatever whatever mood I'm in I know that I can have it but it's a choice on are you gonna feel like are you gonna have sinus congestion the next morning from eating poorly the night before and sometimes it's just not worth it worth it is a very noble word in my opinion because our window has to be worthy i reckon because you know when you fast all day and then you go into your eating window you want to complement that clean fast that you've just done that 18 20 hour fast 36 hour fast 42 hour fast whatever it is the last thing you want to do is just fill your window up with highly processed food, toxic food that's going to make you feel crook. It's going to make you feel unwell. It's going to interfere with your sleep. You want to eat the best food you can possibly get hold of. And the longer you go in this lifestyle, it's a natural progression. It's almost like you become a food snob compared to what you were before. I mean, you know my story. I was a, you know, a chronic fast food addict, sugar addict. I spent most of my life going into the drive-thru three or four times a day in fast food stores. I haven't been in a fast food chain store for over four years now. I drive past them. I don't even see them anymore. They used to be like a magnet. My car would drive straight in there, Erica, three or four times a day. And now I don't miss them because I know what it tastes like. And when you know what it tastes like and you know how it makes you feel, and then when you stop it and then, then you realize how much better you feel, then you work it out. And it took me 55 years to get that through my skull, that that's what I had to do to be well and feel well. And I think it's the greatest thing i ever done. And I, I don't think it's denying or anything like that or diet brain. It's simply choosing foods that are going to make you feel great. And I think that's something that we all have to come to terms with, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because, I mean... And I still eat cheeseburgers. I just don't have the bun with them. And if I want pizza, I'll I'll make I'll make a special, a different type of crust. Normally, with those, I'll kind of go back to some of the keto recipes that I did back in 2018. There are some of those that that we still love at my household, and and I still make them, and we eat them today. Yeah, same here. I still eat hamburgers and, and that, but I eat them at home. And we know what's in them. My wife makes amazing mm -hmm. 
hamburgers the children call it McMummy burgers they used to have them when they were little and growing up because there was no fast food in the country where they lived so my wife Lou she used to make them these McMummy burgers and um, amazing so much more amazing than anything any fast food store would have we want to have pizza we'll have pizza at home here we'll make it ourselves and we know what's on it we know what the ingredients are we know what the base is and that's the difference so you're going to get a hamburger at the fast food store you might be getting a beef patty that's come from 100 cows. When you make a beef patty that's only come from one cow from a really good butcher, then you know the difference. And you can make alternatives. That's the thing with food. So it's really important. But Erica, what's intermittent fasting like in your community there? Is it known in Missouri at all? Do you hear it much in the mainstream news or do people talk about it at all? It, it, I know that there are people that know about it, but... N- I think that I honestly, I have a coworker who just started with us at the credit union and he fast. And other than that, like, I don't know very many other people that do it. So it is nice to get on Facebook and interact with your community because I don't have anybody else to really talk about that stuff. And I like to get on there and in, and just kind of guide the new fasters because it is a totally different world. And I mean, my, my parents to this day still are like, are you still doing that starvation diet? And I'm like, no, mom, no, it's, it's not, I'm not starving myself. I eat very well. And I'll explain to them. I'm like, you know, cavemen didn't, eat six times a day i'm like we're not designed to eat all day long and so i just kind of chuckle at them and i just say okay and i'll kind of break it down a little bit but sometimes you just got to read the crowd and when you're losing them you just smile and go on with your your day and just i'm a big believer on you do you and i'll do me and Hundred percent. Here's a message for Erica's mum. Okay, I've never been to a funeral, Erica's mum, where I've had somebody get up and say, "Here lies the bones of Graham," because he skipped breakfast or he skipped lunch. It just doesn't happen. I've never been to a funeral where anyone said that. You know, all we're doing, everybody fasts, including Erica's mum, because when you're sleeping at night, every single person in this world is fasting overnight, right? So they go to bed and they're sleeping for eight or 10 or hours or however long they sleep. They wake up. What's the first thing they do? They have breakfast. How's that spelled? Break fast. You're breaking that overnight fast. And then they go into a range of meals all day long and snacks. All we're doing is delaying in time of day when we eat to give our organs a rest from digestion and allow ourselves to regenerate and just give our bodies a chance to regenerate. And that's all we're doing. We're just simply delaying the time in the day of when we eat and pushing it back a few hours to what other people do. So if somebody's doing a 16 and 8, technically they're only skipping breakfast. Somebody's doing a 22 and 2, they might be skipping breakfast and lunch. And that's nobody's going to starve from that. Obviously, starvation around the world is a serious problem. We're talking about people that don't eat for days or weeks. You know, but you know, for us, just to give our body a chance to regenerate. By doing a daily fast certainly isn't starving ourselves. So I hope Erica's mum gets a message from that and my regards to you and all respect. And 
I'm a bit like you, Erica. I'm a bit of a you do you and I'll do me when I'm losing the crowd or I can't get somebody. I don't try to convince people. I don't argue with people about it. I just give them the information and say, hey, this is what it's about. If you want more, come and talk to me. If you don't want more, that's cool. But this is what I do. And everybody around me accepts what I do now. Nobody gives me any kickback about it. When I first started, I used to have a lot of friends that give me kickback about it. In fact, they got me in a pub one day and they tried to have a weight loss intervention. And they said, oh, you know, we're going to have this weight loss intervention because you've lost too much weight and you're not a party boy anymore. And, you know, we're worried about you. You're going into a recluse and all this business. And um, anyway, I got this guy to take a photo of us and um, we had a look at the photo. And I said, have a look at that photo. We're all the same age. What do you see there? And then they all looked at each other and they thought, wow, yeah, you does look pretty good. And then a couple of days later, I get started getting phone calls from these guys saying, hey, how do you do this intermittent fasting? And now they do it. And they're all looking great. They feel fantastic. And, and they all wish that they'd known about it before. But I think we all think that, don't we, Erica? We wish that we'd known about intermittent fasting before. Oh, yeah. It, it would have saved me so much time and money and headache and just driving myself crazy trying to lose the weight that yeah, I was just fighting against myself and and I was never actually diagnosed with insulin resistance but after my doctor suggested it in June of 2020 when I went back and saw her in 2021 and was she was blown away and i was telling her everything and i was like you know i had this and this and this and and i was like i think that i might have been insulin resistant and she's like yeah you probably were and i really wish i would have tested you for that when you came in last year but she compared my labs and she was very impressed with with how much better my labs were and just the amazing weight that I had lost then because I had probably lost I would say a little over half of it maybe 30 pounds and this last 10 pounds has kind of been sluggish and then last year I did get almost to my goal with the other 10 pounds 10 15 pounds but it it did come back on because I just don't think that ADF was some, I couldn't feasibly continue doing it. And when I came off of it and started eating every day, I wanted to have lunch and dinner every day. So that's where I kind of, it was a balancing act and I kind of went a little crazy and I did gain it back. So I'm happy to see that I'm moving in the right direction now. Back yeah. down to where I want to be. The experiment of one, Erica, I think that's what that is. I mean, you tried things and then you worked it out. Now you're coming back to what's working for you again and you eliminated a few things you realized were causing you issues. And now you're on the right path and you're certainly not a turtle. And I like your attitude to it because, you know, I have the lifestyle and you're certainly in no rush and you're in no hurry and you quoted the tortoise in the hair there, and I think that's a fantastic way to look at it. Because when you're living a lifestyle, it doesn't matter whether those 10 pounds come off in the next six months, year, two years, who cares? I mean, eventually, if they come off, that's great. Your body will get to a point where it'll say, you know what, Erica, we're really happy here. 
you're happy, you're vibrant, you're healthy, and you're loving life, let's just think about it. Because sometimes people really torture themselves over that last five or 10 pounds for a long time. And that's sometimes where it can get the mind starts playing tricks. But I love it how you've pivoted and you've adjusted. And I think that's really important, isn't it, when to try things out and experiment. Yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. And that you just have to find what works for you and just keep moving forward with it. Yeah. So if you're sitting around at the credit union there with a few friends and colleagues and or going out to a cafe or something for an event and people said to you, hey, Erica, you look fantastic. What's this thing intermittent fasting you're doing? Can you tell us something about it and give us some advice? What would you tell them? I would definitely say to start with black coffee. I, it is hard to get rid of the creamer. I I loved creamer. I came from keto world, so I liked heavy cream in my coffee every day. But when I was able to get rid of the heavy cream and go to a little more fancier with our coffee, now we grind our own beans every morning. And instead of just popping open a can of Folgers or Maxwell House, we have whole beans that we grind and, and just making that experience and upscaling it. And then just take take it slow and ease into it if you're not a rip the band-aid off kind of person and and just have grace and be kind to yourself great advice i think that's really important especially the last bit give yourself grace and be kind to yourself because not every day is a straight line we all have days where we struggle sometimes with intermittent fasting doesn't matter how experienced you are, whether it's your first week or it's your fifth or tenth year, you'll still have a day where you think, oh, you know what, I'm just, I just don't feel like it today. And we all have those days, but then we look back and we dig into our whys. Let's talk about your why. Well, what do you think your why was when you look back into it? And did, was there a catalyst moment where all of a sudden when you went to that doctor and he just said, hey, you know, you've got to try this. Or was there a moment before that where you thought, I seriously need to do something about this? I think that it probably was at that moment when she suggested it, because I had actually gone to her office to try to get the prescription weight loss pills because I was just, I was just desperate. I just was so tired of fighting with it. I had been fighting with my weight since our youngest was born and so she would have been 15 16 at the time and it was just like i was never an over overweight when i was a child or in my teenage years it was after i had our second baby that i just could not get it under control and when she said oh, we don't prescribe that here at my office but why don't you try fasting and you know if you have any questions and i was like okay and so i i went home with that information and just i had to think about it for a while but i'm happy that i did because it has definitely been one of the best ways that i was able to improve myself and 
there's really no turning back. I couldn't imagine going back to the way I was before because it is, it's not, I, I just couldn't even wrap my head around it. This is just who I am. And I'm not hungry before noon on most days. And most of the time it's not even like right now it's, almost eight o'clock and I still haven't broke my fast and I'm completely, completely fine. Yeah. Fantastic. Speaking of that, I won't hold you back from your meal. Cause I know that oh, I... probably, Chad's probably waiting downstairs. He's probably saying, Hey, when are we going to have dinner? Come on, get off that, <laughs> talking to that guy to Australia. But anyway, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been Erica to have you here on the podcast. You're a very inspiring member of our fasting highway Facebook group. And thank you for chipping in with the support and helping people out of you to this lifestyle because experience is really important. And when people can talk about experience and what they've had and how they've sort of solved and worked through issues. And I think you've given people a lot of food for thought around things like trying things and, you know, seeing if they work for you. And if they don't work for you, then have a look in the mirror and say, okay, that doesn't work. I need to go back to doing something that's sustainable because that's not sustainable for me. And this is a lifestyle. So I've got to be able to find something that I'm going to be able to do this. And then when I get the weight off, I'm going to be able to continue to be able to do it. And that's really important as well. But anyway, Erica, thank you. And I look forward to catching up with you in another six or 12 months time to see where you are. And in fact, it might even be a live show because guess what? The Fasting Highway Roadshow is going to be coming through Cuba, Missouri on the Route 66 trip in 2024. So you never know, we could cross paths, but thank you again. Thank you. I've greatly appreciated it. It's been a huge honor to meet with you and, and talk with you. And I would absolutely love to, to catch dinner if you do come through Route 66. Certainly will. Anyway, Erica, you have a great day and we'll talk soon. Oh, thank you so much, Erica. That was a wonderful chat and a great insight into your last three years plus of your intermittent fasting journey. And I really loved how it's helped with your mindset and the way you think about yourself apart from the weight loss. And those non-scale victories are so important and it's a real convincement for us to stay the journey. So thank you once again. As heard in the podcast here and at the top of the show, folks, so if you do want to come and join us in the Fasting Highway Facebook community, you'll have wonderful people like Erica inspiring you, then do that. Uh, if you do want to come and get some of the one-on-one -on -one coaching help, uh, just go to the website www.thefastinghighway.com. You can make a booking with me. Uh, you'll also find details where to get my book, The Fasting Highway, on Amazon and both paperback and Kindle as well. Okay, folks, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.